What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Twisted Youngins, the most unorthodox show on the globe. And we have a special guest in the building today. But before we get there, um, I'm one of your hosts, Myra B. King. And this is Desi Des. And it's your boy Mojo in the building. Ma'am, let the people know who you are. Hi, I'm Kiana Kitloss. Nice to meet y'all. Nice to meet you, too. Nice to have you today. So uh, where are you from, ma'am? I'm from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Okay. How is yeah. it up there? Oh, it's cold right now. Honestly, I just I came imagine. from like Mexico as well. So it's really cold to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. What part of Mexico were you in? Um, so I spent a little while in Mazatlan mm. and then I was in Mexico City as well. And then we were just like we ended off in Cancun. So, yeah. Was it a, was it a huge shift between Canada and Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was crazy. Like I also spent um, three months in Kona, Hawaii as well. Mm-hmm. And so I was just in the heat for a long time. Obviously, it's like super hot down there. So outside yeah. of weather, what was the biggest difference between the two? Um, I would say, OK, well, in Mexico, everyone is just so happy. Mm-hmm. Like they are so family oriented. They don't have a lot, but everyone wants to talk to you. Like they welcome you into their home. They literally give you like the food that they have. You know, they don't have a lot, but they, they welcome you in and they're like, take whatever you want. So, I mean, that was a big shift, just even like America and Canada versus Mexico. What what yeah. was the purpose of you going to Mexico for? Yeah. So I was in this um, organization called YWAM. So it's called Youth with a Mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it's like three months of a missionary training school in Kona, Hawaii, and then three months of outreach. So we had teams go to like Dubai, Turkey, like all over the world. Some places I'm not even actually allowed to mention because it's very illegal to spread the gospel there. Um, But I just went to Mexico for my portion. So you were spreading the gospel on this tour? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, Oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. What? I don't mean to cut you all off, but uh, I know you say you can't mention the places, but they actually tell you all like, hey, don't mention these to anybody because it's it's illegal. It's illegal here. So basically you all will be going in certain places that you're not supposed to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are places, a lot of the places it's illegal. You can be put in prison. Um, a lot of the, like when you're a missionary, you're prepared to die as well for like your faith. Like it's yeah. Cause people have to go to the unreached places is their heart behind it. So yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, have you ever been in those situations where you've been in places where you're not allowed to speak, but you continue to spread your gospel following your faith? So since I went to Mexico, it's pretty open. Um, but we were in some, like in Mexico city, we were in kind of dangerous neighborhoods. Um, literally like the week before we came there two weeks before, like, um, I guess there was some gangs that got in a fight, uh, cartel gangs and like someone was killed just outside the complex we were staying in. So like we knew we were coming into dangerous territory and even in Mexico, we had another team down there. Um, and they, they had to actually hide out for three days in their little like house or compound because there was two gangs fighting and they were hearing like machine gun bullets all night long for a couple of days. So they couldn't leave. So, yeah, crazy stuff. How did you get involved uh, with this mission? Yeah. So it's like a whole backstory of like I, I did not grow up Christian at all. I actually really I really hated Christians. Um, I thought they were boring. I thought they were deceived. I thought they were kind of hypocrites. But I um, during COVID, I had like a pretty radical um, shift in just like my worldview. And I think a lot of people have, you know, um, some people might call it like the great awakening, stuff like that. But yeah, I can dive into that stuff as well. 
So, well, okay. So you said uh, you really didn't believe, you really didn't believe in uh, Christianity. Uh, so you yeah. really didn't follow Jesus, wasn't a believer of Jesus, right? Correct. So what yeah. was your life like before, before that? Okay. Yeah. So um, I always like believed in the supernatural. My family had um, stories of like ghosts and stuff. So I had an open mind. I knew that I wasn't like an atheist. I knew that there was more than the physical And so growing up, I remember like just making Ouija boards, like literally during recess, like playing with Ouija boards and talking to the dead. And I was so curious, like I I really wanted to know. Um, And I wanted to grow up really fast when I was young. So by the time I was already like 10 years old, I was getting blackout drunk twice a weekend. Um, I was um, I was smoking weed and having sex by the time I was 12 years old, like no morals whatsoever in regards to like who it would just be like a constant everyday thing. Um, and then the drinking like continued heavily. So like, this is the kind of life I was living. Um, but something really interesting is when I was 16 years old, um, I was playing with a Ouija board, uh, at my birthday party and we asked if it wanted to hurt anyone in the room and it started to spell out my name. And so after that moment, I started having, um, ghost activity in my house. So this is where my mind went from being kind of like, okay, I knew that there was something to, I had had experiences where I knew there was something. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't make this stuff up. Um, like I would be sleeping and I would hear my chair dragging across my floor all night. I had a hardwood floor and I would wake up in the morning and the chair across my room would be facing the edge of my bed. And just like stuff like that every night, like footsteps, people running up and down my stairs. Um, I would have like, like I would be sleeping and how I would have like a presence over me that would speak into my ear. So I started sleeping with like pillows around my face. And, Mm. um, and then after I had all those really supernatural experiences, um, I mean, my mind shifted. I, I didn't even think obviously that the Christian world had any input into what I was experiencing. I didn't think. So what happened is I was so scared in my house. I was haunted for about six months. Um, And at this point I told my dad, I'm like, I want to move out. It was our childhood home, but I was like, I'm done. So he took me seriously and he, um, got my aunt's boyfriend who was a high level, sorry, high level Reiki master. I don't know if you guys know what Reiki is, but yeah. Yeah, So it's like a kind of like a spiritual healing, like chakra energy cleansing type thing. It's in the new age. Um, and so basically he was a high level Reiki person. He would have had to study under someone called a shaman where essentially like they put spirits on you. Like they put like demonic spirits on you and like put you through rituals and ceremonies. So he comes into my house. He brings his little things, his new age items, mm. and he cleanses my house. But what happened in my little 16 year old brain is it worked. It actually, I stopped being haunted. And that's when I said, wait, maybe the new age is the truth. Like this worked, you know, I was being haunted for all this time. And this man comes in you know, being a Reiki master, there's got to be something to this. Mm. What type of devices did he use? Do you remember anything like that? Yes. So he used um, like a giant crystal and Mm. often they use like sage and like speak words over the house and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like speaking in tongues type of situation? No. So he was just more like kind of words of affirmation, kind of this secret, you know, law of attraction type things. And just like commanding the negative to go and stuff like that. And after so, that, you had no more experiences with it? Yeah. So after that, um, I, I had no more experiences in my home. But 
when I would sleep at friends' houses, um, I would, I would be able to like sense when something demonic walked into the room and I didn't like, yeah, it was just crazy. I didn't even know what to call that, but I could just feel when something was like staring at me and I could feel the spirit world. And so I knew it existed. Yeah. Do you you think that, uh, you opened yourself up, up to these portals when you were playing with the Ouija board? Yeah. Oh Yeah. I think whenever you're messing with any of that stuff, um, yeah, it's just a big open door for things to come into your life. And I didn't realize what I was doing then, but after this new age door was opened, um, I started getting really into the new age. So I started going to all the crystal shops, getting my own sage. Um, I started, I started actually like doing little ceremonies in my house. And the biggest thing I was obsessed with was for the fortune telling tarot cards. So I did those every single day. And it kind of became an addiction for me, honestly. Yeah. So opening up more portals. Yeah. I was exactly. Just, I was going to say that's, <laughs> that's about as good as working with a so, Ouija board and a tarot so card. So now you're you're with these with with these fortune telling cards. Where are you at this point in your life? Like, what exactly are you doing? Are you just using this for yourself? Or are you doing readings? Uh, are you? Yeah. Are, are you are you bringing in more spirits at this time? Uh, what direction were you taking your life? Yeah. So at this time I'm like, still, um, I'm still like doing all the partying and stuff and, uh, just getting more wrapped up in that, obviously doing like psychedelic drugs and stuff is starting to partner with the new age spirituality. Mm. Um, but I'm also trying to like recruit people into this too. I'm like, guys, I've, I, you know, I thought I found the truth. I'm like, I found the truth. Like, let me do your tarot card reading. And I actually started going to, um, a spiritual church. It's called the gateway center, which is a little sketchy already. I don't know. That's a weird name. It's called the gateway center. And it's actually like a psychic medium church. And so we would come in, we would meditate, we pray to mother, father, God. It was very universalist. I believe that like all religions were the same, same God. And um, we would do like readings on one another, or we'd have a medium come in who would like speak to our dead relatives. Um, And I was just so, I was so into this, but the crazy thing is during this time, like I was thinking I was finding truth, but the thing about the new age is there is no ultimate truth. It's actually like a find your own truth. Here's, here's a hundred different truths. Now find your own truth. But there's a part of me that was like always seeking for truth. Like I knew there was an ultimate truth. Um, so the more deeper and deeper I got into the new age, the more empty and purposeless my life actually became because it was like, there was, there's just so many theories. Um, and then you would, you would start one and it wouldn't quite make sense. You go into the next one and it's like, you never stop searching. Um, so that's kind of like the place I was in at that point. Mm-hmm. So now, um, how, so what led you to Christianity? Yeah. Okay. So basically I had like, um, a pretty crazy encounter. What happened is I, I ended up trying to do tarot cards with my one friend who was just a born again Christian. She had just been like baptized in the Holy spirit. I didn't know what that meant. Mm. And I'm trying to get her to do tarot cards with me. And she's like, no, she's refusing. She's like, that's the spirit of divination. I will not mess with those. And I was really good at convincing people to get them to do what I wanted. I was really manipulative and stuff. And I was really angry that I couldn't get her to do these tarot cards. Like she was so firm on her truth. And so anyways, I think like a few days later, um, I was at my one friend's house. We were doing this new age stuff together. And just before this, she had recently bought a statue, um, kind of an idol statue to a God called Anubis, who is the God of death. And she did a ceremony. She like dedicated her life to this like little idol, right? Well, the, she had a bunch of little animals sharing the same room as this idol statue and they kept dying. 
like literally frogs, little minnows, like she kept getting more fish and more frogs and they just kept dying. Um, but then we ended up having this one night where it was three in the morning. We're all sitting around doing tarot cards. There's four adults in the house and maybe six animals, a couple dogs. And we're just playing tarot cards. Everything's good. And we hear a knock at the door at three in the morning. And it's this couple walking their dog. And they told us like, hey, we think you should call 911 because we smell gas outside your house. And we're like, okay, weird. So we shut the door. And my friend's mom doesn't think we should call 911. But I heard this voice be like, no, you need to call 911. So we did. And we had the fire department come through the house. And it turns out that we had um, their furnace was backing up. It was backed up and was actually leaking CO emissions into the house or emissions. So like we all would have died. They told us we would have been on the morning news if it wasn't for that couple at 3 a.m. Um, thing is about carbon monoxide, though, is that it has no scent. And so like this guy, these people outside did not I'm, smell the CO. There was no smell of gas outside. So I believe it was angels because I believe that night if I died, I would have gone to hell for sure. Like I truly do believe in hell and I believe I would have gone there. But what brought me to Jesus is after this happened, um, I, it was in and around that time that like COVID had just begun. And so I was, I was laid off from my job and I was just laying around the house. And obviously with a lot of people like in COVID, your worldview is kind of shattering and you know, the things that you once did, you know, the events that used to keep you busy, stuff like that they weren't happening anymore. So it's like, you kind of have to look inward. Right. And so I'm doing this new age stuff, not fulfilled, but I start questioning, like, why are all, why is the whole world on the same page about this? Why are all their protocols and procedures the same? Why does it almost seem like the, their governments are like talking to one another? I'm like, this is so weird. And I just start to look into conspiracy theories, um, which I don't know if maybe it wasn't a good idea, but it, I mean, you just go down a million rabbit holes. So I was looking at like Pizzagate. I was looking at Frazzle Drip. I was in the QAnon movement. I don't know if you know any of these, but yeah, um, I, yeah I was I was looking into like ID 2020. There's a patent 060606. And I'm like, what the heck? And at this time, I'm like watching all this Netflix, right? And I'm addicted to Netflix. And I start looking at the shows, you know, Riverdale, Sabrina, Lucifer, The Good Place. And I'm like, why is there so many common themes in these shows? Like, it's weird. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen those, but um, yeah. 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 So it, for instance, in Sabrina, like um, the devil is like her father and in Lucifer, like the devil's a good guy and God's a yeah. bad guy. And it's just twisted. And I started thinking they are targeting our age group because, you know, back in the day we had Archie comics, we had the Sabrina comics, and now they're making them into movies. So obviously we'll watch them. And I was in um, university in and around this time. I was learning about psychology. I was learning about desensitization, indoctrination, stuff like that through the media. And I was thinking, like, how did something like, you know, the Holocaust ever happen when they literally had posters on walls with messages? How much more can they do through a screen that we're literally attached at the hip to, you know? So all these things are, like, going through my mind. And um, I start learning about, like, the seven families that own like all the wealth in North America and how they, how they like control all the media. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, well, the world view of those people is going to trickle outward, you know? And it's just crazy. I start going into such deep, dark rabbit holes that I reach this one where obviously I've learned about like the Freemasons and the, 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 the girl version, which is like the, 
uh, North or Eastern Eastern star. Yeah. So I learned all about that. Um, just like, I start hearing testimonies too, of like ex Freemasons to Jesus. And Mm -hmm. I'm watching these testimonies and I'm like, this is so crazy, you know, ex atheist to Jesus. Um, and then I learned about the most darkest thing I learned about, which I won't get into too deep, but it's called satanic ritual abuse. And so people are basically born into these families where they're like severely go through severe abuse when they're babies, like horrible. I don't even want to talk about the things, but I was watching these testimonies of these people who said the person that was healing them through it all was Jesus Christ. And I'm like, how could you believe in Jesus Christ after you've been through so much trauma? Like, how could you even believe there's a good God? And it just planted a seed in my heart. Um, yeah. And so I, I ended up coming across this one testimony and I highly recommend that everyone watches it if you're curious, but it's um, his name is John Ramirez. So I don't know if you guys have heard his name, but he actually, he has a testimony on YouTube partnered with a, a guy who runs live streams named Isaiah Saldivar. Mm. And John Ramirez is an ex high satanic priest. And he was, basically like in the highest level of the occult. And this man has a vision where he goes to hell and like actually ends up, um, he goes to hell and like, he believes he's going to be there forever, but he has an encounter with Jesus where Jesus's love and mercy takes him up out of hell. And this man gives his life to Jesus. And now he spends his whole life going all across America, um, trying to tell people about the spiritual battle in the Bible, it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual powers and principalities. Like, and he, he basically teaches on spiritual warfare and deliverance and yeah. So it's kind of condensed. Wow. First of all, I want to say what a remarkable journey, Uh, man. And then you got baptized and all that. How did you go to like, what did you do? You start, you got the Bible. How did you, you know, yeah. So it all started off with me reading the book of revelation where I'm like, Whoa, we're living in this right now. This is crazy. At least for me, I'm reading it. I'm like, this is so crazy. So I start becoming addicted to the Bible, addicted to like proving Jesus's existence, which he, he literally, there's more proof and evidence for him than like Aristotle, like some of the people we learned about in school. And I'm like, this is crazy or Aristotle. Um, and I start, just diving headlong into the Bible. I'm not working at this time. So I'm just reading it like 10 hours a day, like searching for truth. And I'm asking Jesus, like, if you're real, if, if you've changed all these people's lives, 180, like if you're real, reveal yourself to me. I start asking those questions and, um, I end up like having a radical encounter with the Lord on my bed. I I cried. I'm like, okay, if you're real, God, I pray you'd encounter me. Like Holy spirit that you would come, that you would baptize me. And I feel this presence fall on me. Like my whole body's being electrocuted. Like I have earplugs in and I'm next to the EDM loudspeaker at a music festival, like wow, 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 so loud in my ears. And I can just feel the power and the presence of God, the fear of the Lord. Um, it, it only lasted about six seconds because I was terrified. Um, but I realized I had all those demonic encounters in the past and I had felt their presence but his presence made them look like tiny mealworms compared to like his powerful presence. These demons that had scared me for so many years were nothing. And so I went through this process of like, okay, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. And my life became a life of supernatural coincidences every single day. Like I kept meeting people in the strangest ways. Um, Everywhere I'd drive, there'd be a Jesus bumper sticker. There'd just be constant 
reminders. Like I'd run into people and they would give me a word of exactly what I needed to hear that day. Like just a stranger. And yeah, so I ended up getting baptized and just like to this current day, I'm living a very supernatural life. When we were on mission, we were seeing people get healed, like a man who couldn't walk on his leg, fully healed, walking around, jumping around, Bible in his hand. Um, We were seeing things that cannot be explained. And I didn't think that the power of God was even accessible through Christianity or the church. Um, That's why I went to the new age. But what I realized is so many Christians are living these dry, dead, boring lives where they could be living a life of power like the apostles, but they don't go that far. And yeah. So, yeah. What do you mean by don't go that far? Yeah. Cause so I was going to ask a question. I'm sorry. I was going to ask a question about what you said, like uh, the, the people uh, they're healing people that was not being able to walk for a certain amount of time, because I know there, there are people who claim to do that, but they don't because they don't have the light of the Lord. You know exactly. what I mean? So I, I can quite imagine like in order for someone to do that, they have to, you know, they have that light. Yeah. And so it's so interesting because even witch doctors, we we had some people that had met witch doctors who do healings in like, let's say um, Uganda and stuff. Right. So we had some teams down there and the, basically Satan has a certain level of power on this earth. Uh, the Bible says he's the lowercase God of this earth. So he has a certain level of power here, but these people who are in the new age and stuff that do healings, a lot of the time, the pain will just move somewhere else in the body, or there's a cost or a price to pay. Basically everything that God does, Satan copies it. Um, there, there's a counterfeit spirit and, and it, that's why there's this gift in the Bible called the discerning of spirits. So, you know, when something's God and you know, when something's the power of Satan. Um, but to actually see the power of God move in healings, that was, yeah, definitely really transformative. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of these musicians, you know, you know, they mm-hmm. they make oaths or make sacrifices to the devil or whatever, and he yes. gives you a gift of fame. You want some fame? I you know, I give it to you real quick. Yeah, it's, all, he in has, the, it's you know, all in the music videos, it's all in their songs, it's all yes. of their satanic speeches when they go out and accept their awards and everything. Their little, you know, their handshakes, the symbols, they give out certain numbers when yes. they do certain things, like oh, I'm gonna yeah. drop an album on this day and how the numbers correlate with other things like that. Myra's way deeper into that than I am, but because oh, I, I need to get into it. But you know, the correlation of everything that we're talking about. Um, my question for you is after Knowing what you know now, do you still have friends who engage in all of that tarot card reading or anything like that? Um, I actually don't um, have friends like that anymore just because I actually was finding myself hanging out with my old group of friends, getting mm. wasted with them and then preaching the gospel to them, being a complete hypocrite. <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, this is this doesn't make sense. So I actually had a season where I was completely alone and it was just me and Jesus. But it was the best season of my life. And he brought a whole new group in. Um, I was just going to connect back to what you said about like, you know, how everything in Hollywood is satanic and stuff. You're hundred percent right. There's this story in the Bible where Jesus comes, he gets baptized, right? He comes up onto the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Satan takes him to the highest mountain and says, I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world. If you just bow down and worship me, if that was Satan's offer to Jesus, the son of God, how much more does he offer that to people that want money, fame, and power in the world that are just human beings? Do you know what I mean? So like there's a price to pay for someone that has political power that has any kind of power, any kind of influence or money in this world. There's a price to pay. You have to bow down and worship Satan. Mm-hmm. Now where it's going to get really interesting. I'm not going to dive too deep. I don't really want to put myself at risk by revealing a lot of the stuff I know, but 
with, let's talk about Freemasons. Freemasons, the whole, whole the, all of America was founded by a bunch of Freemasons. Mm-hmm. All the first presidents were Freemasons and Freemasons are the tip of like the highest level of all CEOs and companies. And so when, when you learn about who the Freemasons worship at the highest level, Satan. then you should find out in the oh, 32nd, 33rd degree, you know, it just clicks. And a lot of these people coming in as new Masons, they don't know what they're getting into. Mm. So, I mean, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. But it's crazy that it all correlates with the Bible. And I have one more thing to say is with the whole desensitization process, right? How psychology works and and stuff. Well, when I was in Mexico, the first thing I did when I had to enter into a mall was scan my right hand for temperature. Mm-hmm. And I, and they, or they scanned my forehead and in the Bible, it's revelation 13, 16 says in the last days, all people will be forced to take a mark of the beast in their right hand or forehead. And if they don't, they won't be able to buy or sell without it. So I'm not saying that it's, it's happened yet, but I'm saying there's a desensitization process and yeah. Oh, it's so coming. These are the last days. It's coming for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, Elon sure. Musk is talking about putting a brain chip in people. Amazon is talking about putting a chip in your palm so you can swipe in the Amazon stores without having to do anything. Yeah. You don't even have to swipe. You can just walk in and walk out and it automatically puts it in your car and takes it out your bank. Account. It's, it's going to be through convenience. Like, yeah, that's how they're going. You know, they ain't going to tell you this for the devil. You know, you get down and yeah. lay down, but it's going to be through convenience. This makes it easier. This is better for your health. You know, <laughs> this is this, so makes, this is an innovation yeah. on technology. You yeah. Know? And you're going to have people that actually sign up for it. They're going to want it. They've already oh, yeah. signed up. If you won't be able to buy and sell, you know, some of them don't believe in God anyway. So they, you know, whatever, just going to throw it in my hand and in my forehead or whatever. Absolutely. So, so true. Yeah. Sorry. Right. No, go ahead. What were you, you about could. to say? Oh, no, I was just going to say it's so true. And it's like, when you read the book, oh, for me, when I read the book of Revelation and I'm like, dude, this is happening. How could a book written 2000 years ago at all have any connections to what's happening today? How's that even possible? It's, it's, it's like crazy impossible. And I mean, yeah, it's funny because Satan wants us to believe that Christianity is, is boring and hateful and dry and weak, but there's a power of God that's accessible to Christians um and and like when you ask holy spirit to lead your life like i'll give you an example i'm in mexico i hear from the lord i meet this little girl i hear word of knowledge from jesus saying this little girl's being neglected she's being uh physically assaulted by her parents and she's being sexually exploited and sold by her parents in her neighborhood i hear this i'm like this is a big claim but i go to the leader of the neighborhood who speaks spanish I tell her what the Lord told me. We sit this little girl down. I click voice memos and I don't know what they're saying. At the end, she tells me every word that God just told you was true. And because of it, we get to put this little girl, we're, we're setting her up. We'll be setting her up in the next few weeks to get her into an orphanage in Mexico. She was her. living with yeah. stick and a tarp. So the power of God is real and accepted. And it's just something that like a lot of Christians, they, they don't believe that the power or the Holy Spirit is for today. And yeah. How, what would you say to a non-believer or a believer or and what would you say to a non-believer and also someone who has some knowledge of God or Jesus, but they're not uh, totally changing their ways yet? What would you say to them to like fully convince them? Yeah. OK, um, I would say, well, to be honest, like, when, are you saying kind of when someone's like just sort of coming to the Lord or sort of coming to this well, knowledge? Well, for the people who actually don't believe at all, like they think, you okay. know, they don't believe they believe Jesus is a fairy tale. Oh, he never walked on right. water right, like right. this never happened. You know what I mean? Like, what would you say yeah. to that person? 
Okay, that's actually a good question. Um, okay, so let's say if we're just, I think it's cool if, if someone was coming at it from completely like an atheist perspective, let's say, didn't believe in anything. Well, then how about maybe potentially reading like the book, The Case for Christ, or looking up factual evidence of his existence on this earth? Like he is a real factual person. So if he's a real factual person, then hearing out what he had to say. So like reading what he had to say, um, I would encourage, like, if anyone even had an open mind, like, when you read the Gospels, I think that there's a certain, um, like, a level of bias that people might have. When you read it, it's like, hey, deny yourself and put another person first. Or, like, you know, love people. Love your brothers. Let it be. Let your love for God be shown in how you treat others. I think that um, also just, just looking around at, at the state of the world right now, and all these changes and just like how the governments of the world are kind of combining and coming together, I would encourage them watch a YouTube video on the book of revelation and written 2000 years ago has to say, and, um, let that, I don't, I don't know. Like that's all, that's what worked for me was making connections in, in Hollywood and politics and in the state of the world right now connected to the book of revelation. Yeah. Now, what would you say to, what would, would let's say what would what it ain't gonna say what advice what would you basically what advice or what would you say to someone who is a hypocritical person far as they're tampering or they're tethering with God they like God and what he has to say and what he has to do but they're not fully invested because they still like to sin and do whatever else in between totally okay um well first of all I would say that there's like a love and there's like levels in God that's so fulfilling if it if you haven't even reached that level yet, it's accessible to you. Um, because clearly like when we're, when we're turning to other things, like when we're turning to alcohol, sex, drugs, whatever, um, it's cause we still have like a, a God sized hole in our heart that needs to be filled by the Lord. And if, and I wanted to say one more thing as well as there's a scripture in the Bible where God actually says, if you're neither hot or cold, if you're lukewarm, I will spit you out of arms, out of my mouth. Yep. Yeah. And, and God hates it when we don't choose a side because he'd rather us be cold and he'd rather us be hot. But like this in between, he, he doesn't want us in an in-between. Um, he, he finds it disgusting when we're in an in-between. Uh, he, he's a jealous God. You know, like he wants all of us. He wants all of us. Um, he's jealous for us. And I think, I think that if people open themselves up, like even Christians that were living kind of like a half and half lifestyle, I think that they need to have an encounter and a revelation with the love of God. There's nothing that can compare to it. You, you reach your end game. You, you fill this hole in you that, that you've always had and you're done searching. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. no middle ground. There's no gray area. You either be holy or uh, be unholy. But he doesn't. 100%. You know, there's no bouncing in between, back and forth. Just like when right, he said, uh, only, when, yeah. when, uh, with, uh, when one demon is, when, basically, when you clean yourself up, the demons that was in you, they leave. One of them, you know, they leave, and he returns. He leaves, try to find, tries to find a home, and once, once yeah. he does not find a home, he returns back with seven more. There's more dangerous than him more deadlier than him. So therefore, when he returns back to a guy that uh, professes to be a Christian, but he's not a true Christian, he's still sinning. He's worse yeah. off than he was before. So, yeah. you know, he hands you over to a reprobated mind. So therefore, you know, you know, I especially like when you know the word, when you already, it's like, you know, the scriptures and you're mm -hmm. not listening, you're not following the rules. You know, you're not supposed to be uh, fornicating. You don't know, you don't supposed to be committing adultery with someone's wife. You know, you don't supposed to be smoking or drinking or anything, cussing up them out, uh, trying to rob somebody or, you know, uh, 
um, lustful thoughts. Yeah. You know these things because it says it in the scripture, but you don't, uh, I guess you don't believe it. Like that's, that's yeah. really what it comes up. You have a little faith. And it also comes, yeah. Uh, it's a, a compliment that also, yeah, comes from people who hasn't like fully read the Bible and, yeah. and, uh, and, and had, and haven't had their encounter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. can read it and you can, okay. Like, Oh, I believe it. Oh, I know it's real. But uh, some, for some people, it does take an actual encounter to like, wow, you know, I've totally. been touched. Like my eyes have been opened and like, like, I know that it's real. Like, I know, I know Jesus is here. I know Jesus is Lord. You know, sometimes yeah. it takes, it actually takes out to pray to him and ask him, you know, show yourself just like she said, you know, show yourself. If, you, if you're real, you know, I, 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 I need you, Lord, just, you know, just reveal yourself to me. I'm having troubles with uh, uh, giving you 100 percent of giving you my mind, my soul and my strength. Just please reveal yourself to me. And then, I'll, you know, he will. He will reveal himself to you now. He will. He's <laughs> he's patient with us. Like he really is patient. Like even when people are in this kind of like in between state, like he's so patient with us. And a lot of the times, like he he wants us to come back. He wants us to like prodigal son. Like he wants us to to see. You know, maybe he'll let us go back to the world to see like the emptiness that the world offers. Mm. And then you come back to him, and he's waiting with open arms. And like. The, the interesting thing is, too, is when I first became a Christian, I thought I had to clean myself up. But actually, I realized it's actually when you fix your eyes on him, he does all the work. Like, literally, when you fix your eyes on him and you're just, you're like, okay, God, I praise you. Even though I'm having a horrible day today, like, I, I praise the name of Jesus. Like, I choose to, like, exalt you in my life. He irons out those details in you. He's the one that cleanses you. Because otherwise, it's saying, we're the ones that save ourselves. If we think we can like do all the cleaning and stuff. Right. right. But it's actually just like falling in love with Jesus. Like he, he does all that work for us. So it takes the weight off, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Man. yeah. I admit, man, when I started following him, I, you know, you know, I got convicted reading the Bible, got married, got baptized, stopped smoking, stopped drinking. Well, we sip, you know, some wine sometimes and the Bible, they, yeah. you know, they had, they had, they sipping wine moment. <laughs> Me too. Like Paul, I like wine. Paul told Timothy. Okay, all right. I'm gonna say Paul told Timothy, sip some wine. You know, don't drink too much. You know, sip some wine. It's good for, for the stomach. belly. Put yeah. it in your stomach. So, <laughs> but, sip. Don't you know? Don't drink. Don't but yeah, drunk. man, we follow the Lord over here. So you know, when we talk to uh, rappers and stuff, you know, we do our form of evangelizing. You know, yeah. them, You know, because I don't wow. think a lot of brothers and sisters or just people of the world in general they 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 actually understand what life is like. You know. You were created by somebody, you know, so therefore yeah. you should try to find out who created you and what was the purpose. You find your true purpose. And I just point towards the Bible. I point to Jesus. Really, like that's that's the biggest thing to me, because a lot of people have different kind of views on Jesus, where which uh, my faith, and, you know, Christianity or, you know, whatever you know, people. I believe Jesus died on the cross and a lot of different other religions don't believe that they don't. I believe Jesus was God in, in the flesh. I do believe he was the son of God, but he was God in yeah. the flesh. You know, he said it several Amen. times. So, you know, that's that's what we want to do with this. We, we, we're pushing positivity, but positivity is nothing if you don't push Jesus. If you don't push God, yeah. a positive person will end up in hell just as well because he's God himself. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. and I just want to honor you guys, too. Like, I just want to honor you for what you're doing. And it's just amazing. And it's needed. And your impact is amazing. And it's something that you probably won't even, like, learn about. Right. Every little thing that, that your impact, like, you know, had until you're up there and you're like, oh, wow, you're learning the stories of all the little tangents and all the people you talk to, all the seeds you planted.
and you get to see the fruition of that. Are you appreciate a, oh, one one more thing? Are you a uh, pre you a, you a pre trip? Uh, no, no, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you a pre trip? Pre trip? Um, I okay, so I guess I don't know enough, but I I. You believe in a rapture? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I do believe in a rapture, and I honestly like I want to be pre-trib, but I also I'm like, okay, dang, I'm like, it it might come down to it where we might have to suffer for the name of Jesus, like, and I have to, I'm like almost thinking of it in my head. Like lately, I've actually been thinking about it, especially with the state of the world and all these things. Mm -hmm. But I like, okay, like, what would I do? I won't renounce Jesus to the point of death, but like, dang, like it's it's kind of scary, you know. But I do believe in the rapture. Um, I don't really know if it's pre or post trip, but I think pre because I believe that like it's God's wrath, right? Um, and so God would save us from His wrath, right? Right. But I don't right, want right. to get pulled. I, I, I don't uh, force me. You know, I want to be one of the guys that, you know, that deny the market of beast and go and go down for him. You know? Yeah. 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 I tell him I tell him all the time. I'm perfectly fine. You know, going to camp. Really. Yeah. Because that'll clean a lot of people it, it up at that time. It'll be a lot of people yeah. converting to Christianity at that time. It'll be a lot of people. Maybe they they take the mark. But it will be a lot of people saying, no, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know about this faith, but I renounce anything I've ever did. I repent for my sins, Lord. And if you accept me, you know, yeah, fear creates faith. If 100%. they put you in a situation yeah. where, you know, your life's on the line and you've got yeah. no more results, you've got nothing else to look forward <laughs> to. That's why when, you know, Cat Williams said the whole thing. No about food the in the like, shell. You know, no food. They running around yeah. shooting yeah. people. They run. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like even this COVID thing, like it, it stripped away people's like routine and it stripped yes. away like ability. And, yeah. you know, it, it really opened up people's eyes to, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It just, it just helped them realize like, I don't know how precious life is, but yeah. also how fragile your routines are. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it's just so interesting. I think it made so many people turn to Jesus. Like I am so grateful for COVID because I would probably still be in the new age right now. So uh, same here. Same, I, I is it is it is it hard to, you know, um to have is it hard to um uphold your faith in COVID in your area right now, especially you know, with being in Canada and them yeah. dealing with COVID the way that they're dealing they with it. You can't even evangelize you know, to a, a real quick, you can't even yeah. evangelize to a you know a gay person, can you? Yeah. Oh wow. you, you can't, right? Oh wait, yeah, you can't. Oh, here's the thing. I, is what I always what I always say is I'm like Okay, at the end of the day, like sin is sin. And sometimes it's like, we like focus on certain ones. Are we like, do you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's like someone needs to fall in love with the person of Jesus. And it doesn't matter what you're doing that's trying to fill this God-sized hole in your heart. It's like, like even let's say, let's say even a straight relationship, right? Mm -hmm. If you're going to that other person with hopes of them fulfilling you for the rest of your life in a person, it will always fail. Uh But if you're fulfilled in the person of Jesus in a relationship with another person, that's also being fulfilled by Jesus. It's a relationship that can stick together. Cause he's like the glue that holds you together. You know, wait a minute. I said, I said, you can't even evangelize to a gay person in Canada. Right. That's what I was saying. I one. It was a law that said, now you can't, if you can't oh. try to convert a, a gay person, ain't that one dude David Lynn? Ain't he yeah, from up there in Canada? David Lynn. Yeah, okay. David Lynn is from Canada. Yeah, it's the um, it's the, the so you can't put um, put someone if let's say that someone comes into the church and they're like seeking to not follow that, like they're seeking in some way that they don't want to um, you know, be gay or something. Like you can't mm-hmm. you can't talk to them about it. You can't talk to them about it anymore. You can't even bring it up to them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I actually have a lot of friends. 
yeah I have a lot of friends that um that are like from the LGBT community and then they came to Jesus and they all have like different stories of what that looked like for them but yeah it's interesting Mm -hmm. that's good Uh, yeah that's uh, (laughs) I want to thank thank you for sharing and uh Oh, so out there in Canada, are are they uh, are they uh, testing like any digital currency? Um, I or or have they out there? Did they like freeze people's accounts for like protests? Truckers, yeah, truckers union. Yeah, like that happened. And they were worshiping God at those trucker things too. People were on their knees and praying, and there was a whole revival breaking out there. So, Mm, absolutely. Well, again, uh, I don't. You all have anything else before we get here? To be honest with you, do you know Pastor really, David? Then? No. Okay. He, he does Have a lot of evangelizing out there. No. Wait. What's his name? I'll write him down. His oh, name Lord, is uh, Pastor David Lynn. He's a oh. pretty famous pastor that he's lives in, in Canada. Woods. <laughs> yeah, he was oh, down there with the out. truckers, uh, praying with them, and you know, so. Oh, okay. He's done a lot of baptisms. He does a lot, like what you do, like that. They go around and. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, so cool. But yeah. Um, Appreciate you for coming out to the show today. Definitely, especially with you still being let me cut you off, Mojo. But no. I, the fact that you you are uh, you're young, you know, like a lot of people. Um, not to say that we're old, we're young too, but a lot of people uh, they're, they're they weren't it, they. It's like they come to Christ when they're old and gray or yeah. like. Um, so that's what um, I like with you know people around our age coming you know telling their story and just opening up because you didn't have to open up and say anything that you went through like you gave it to us raw and uh people need to see that you know what i mean yeah. because it's a lot of young people that's out here lost uh the music is taking over the industry the entertainment industry is taking over the worldly spirit is taking over so yeah. again we, i want to appreciate you for that and uh i think this is going to be great yeah. wow absolutely sure. um keep sure. doing what you're doing keep giving back to the people keep you know upholding the law of god you know keep the spirits with you keep the shield on you always and you know continue to give back and spread that message that you're giving amen thanks guys